Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chinwag. I'm Paul Giamatti, and I am joined by my good, good pal, the inimitable and ingenious Stephen Asma. Thank you, my friend. Every week on Chinwag, we get to talk to fascinating folks about all sorts of strange and esoteric topics, but this week is a little bit different. A few weeks ago, Paul and I had the pleasure of recording the podcast you're about to hear in front of a live audience at Series Fest in Denver, Colorado, which is a place of very high strangeness, Colorado. And we chose a topic that is odd and compelling and apparently very of the moment, star seeds. We also cover Akashic Records, the mysteries of coronation ceremonies, and more. And if you're not familiar with this phenomenon of people living among us who think they possess alien DNA, then please have a listen. Steve, let me ask you a personal question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a mother, Steve? I do indeed. Fantastic. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, we all do, but I'm sure you're a good son and you love your mother, don't you, Steve? Uh, uh, the best. I'm like legendary. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, I got a tip for you. You can really win Mother's Day. Win your mother over on Mother's Day. Cement your reputation as this really good son. Give your mom an Aura digital picture frame. Have you heard of these things, Steve? Yes, I have. They're loaded up with decades of photos. You can just like hook them up to the phone and then you get the photos running through it, kind of scrolling through it. You seen these things? Yeah, they're great. They're really cool. Yeah, and you can get everything. Uh, and pictures of your mom, pictures of whoever, your family, your brothers, all, all these things. They're a wonderful item. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code word ChinwagPod at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This is Paul Giamatti speaking. And this is Stephen Asma. And this episode of Chinwag is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is indeed, Steve. Let me ask you a blunt question. Do you ever feel stuck, Steve? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you ever feel kind of stuck in the mud? Every day, my friend. Yeah. Every damn day. And then what happens is you get overwhelmed because you're kind of stuck, right? True. As I get older, and I am getting older, folks, I may not look it. You may <laughs> think, oh, he's like Dorian Gray. He's going backwards. Yeah, Wow, he's, he's, he's going backwards. I am getting older, folks. It's hard to believe. The thing I notice is how important it is to maintain a balance. You know, I guess you'd call it work-life balance. I don't think I'm alone here, but therapy's helped me do this, this balance. It can help you find equilibrium. It can help you feel more empowered in the decisions you make, the boundaries and priorities you set. It's good in that way. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sometimes that's hard, right, to find the right person. So this helps. You can change. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash chinwag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash chinwag. The starseed idea goes back to 
uh, probably the turn of the century in 1900, there was a group called the Theosophical Society, and they started to develop these ideas that came to be called the New Thought School or the Mind Cure School. But the sort of more recent versions of it are from the 70s, the 80s, and now it's, it's huge. all from the 70s. All Big in the 70s, from yeah. The 70s, yeah. But now it's huge on TikTok. And so any of you who have like kids or young friends or whatever, they're into this stuff big time. So if you go to social networking sites, you'll see a lot of people who think that they are star seeds. And the idea is, the first idea was that uh, in the 70s was that some of you in here, unbeknownst to yourselves, have a kind of alien DNA within you. And at some point it gets activated and then you have sort of alien powers. And then the second version of this was <laughs> that, that, that was that um, you actually are inhabited by the soul of an alien from right. another planet. And at some point that takes you over. Somebody over there just dominant. went, what? Somebody, yeah, no, a, <laughs> I'm not making this what? up. <laughs> um, it's very popular now. It's getting increasingly it popular. Yeah, It's interesting though, because the star seed thing itself is like, it's a, you, you are, your soul has inhabited different star systems and now you're on earth with the soul of this alien being in you. But that's different from being an alien though, isn't it? Because it's like, I think the whole idea of like, then there's a whole other school of thought that aliens are here and some of them look like people yeah. and are walking around. And then there's a whole other thing that aliens are creating a whole hybrid human alien race yeah. and stuff okay. too. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's, different, there's different there's, schools of this Yeah, stuff. there's subtle uh, differences. But I think that's right, that, that the alien thing is that they're possibly among us now and we don't detect them. Yeah. But the starseed thing is that you are actually an alien and that's your true self and you just have to figure that out. Uh -huh. And that that basically transforms you into like a, you know, like a more powerful and well-intentioned version of yourself. Uh -huh. And Steve, what do you think? This is bullshit or do you buy it? I think, I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's part of this long history, especially like in America where people love in America in particular to remake themselves, like start over. Uh -huh. And so if you look at people who've done it, it's almost like being born again. Uh -huh. Like for a Christian where like they've maybe hit rock bottom on something uh -huh. and then they like feel that DNA is being activated. Uh -huh. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Like, yeah, so it's a kind of religious thing. You're coming I feel in like, like it is. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, I buy it. And I'm going to tell you why, folks. Um, <laughs> I'm the skeptic. He's kind of the believer. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll believe anything. I believe anything. Uh, I actually, I, I had my, what's called my Akashic record read. And does anybody know what that is? Oh, oh wow. wow. See, look at that. Everybody. So I have my Akashic record read. And part of the Akashic, the Akashic record is this idea that there's a kind of cosmic book that you can look into that tells you everything that's happened and everything that will happen too, I think, uh, to an individual, yeah. to anything. So you can contact a person who is able to look in the Akashic record and tell you your past lives. But this is on a mental plane. It's not a real book. It's like a No, it's not it's a, a real mental book. book. No, 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 no it's okay. a mental book. Yes, it's a very mental <laughs> okay. book. It's not real. No, there's not some gigantic book. No. Uh, so I want to clarify. Yes, just clarify. So these people are able to access it and tell you. So I was told that I had many past lives on earth, but that before that, I had something like 800 lives in the cosmos in all these different star systems, Arcturus and Sirius. And each one of these star systems has a different quality to it. Some of these people are all about love. The people from Arcturus, I can't remember. I don't remember now. I don't remember much, folks. And I'm going to also point that <laughs> out. of a certain age. Yes, you know, I'm a certain age and I don't remember much. But uh, I have 
at least 800 different incarnations through time. And so it, it's also reincarnation. It's also related to reincarnation. And, and so it becomes an issue of whether or not you even believe in reincarnation, too. You so know? you are a star, a star, a star seed person? You're I'm a star, star seed. seed person, yes. And so I'm here to sort of like... <laughs> and, and, so, and the idea is that then I'm here to do a specific thing. Do you know what that is? Well, clearly do this podcast. <laughs> okay. Right. Clearly star in, in yeah. sensational comedies that America loves. And I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they will tell you, she will tell you that you're here, uh, the, the woman I consulted, for different things. You're, you're here to, to initiate divine communication, divine love, things like this. And there's all kinds of uh, different qualities. Apparently, I'm a dream master. Apparently, my dreams are very powerful. Ah. And stuff like that. Do you so, feel like you, uh, because some of the things I've seen by people who do see themselves as star seeds is that they remember past lives on other planets and they have like a so sort of a sense of being in living before in some form. Right. You have that? I don't have any memories of living in Arcturus. No, okay. I don't. Um, but I do have memories. I, you know, I've actually, I had a reincarnation dream when I was like about seven years old. And I've never told anybody about this. Well, but this I, is it here, people. I know. So I'm going to reveal it to all of these people now. But I did. I had, a, I had a, what, I, what I at the time even thought was a reincarnation dream. And it was so vivid, I still remember it and in great detail. I won't go into the detail of it. But it was definitely a dream that I was a kid in Italy in sort of the turn of the 20th century. There were cars, but they were very old cars. And I was sort of living with people kind of homeless, semi-homeless, kind of kind of derelict a little bit. Sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> and so, and that's, at one point we visited the Vatican, but I didn't know what the Vatican was, but I knew what that was in the dream. And when I woke up, realized that that's what I had seen. But I was about seven years old and I remembered waking up and thinking, what was that? Why did I have that dream? So I've always thought that must have been a reincarnation dream because it also wasn't dreamlike. It wasn't weird. It yeah, was actually was very banal. Is, how come? It, how, why don't you think it's just a dream? Like, because it wasn't weird like a dream. Oh. It was very kind of like normal and quotidian. And I was just, it was boring, actually. It wasn't terribly interesting, except for the fact that I was clearly alive at another time. And so, you know, but it took me a long time to actually, I don't know that I believe in reincarnation entirely. Um, but it's, but... Uh, yeah, some of the star seeds do and some of them don't. Like some of them, they'll say like, it's called a walk-in where you're just living your life and then all of a sudden you're transformed into a different kind of person who has a more spiritual orientation. And they think that's the other soul of the alien walking into your life. But I do life. think there, this is no, part of a tradition that's very old, which is that there's some spark of the divine inside you. Right. And if you figure out that out, then you have more potential in life and it activates you. That's a very old tradition. It goes back to the Gnostics, right. you know, Plato, all these people. I think this is like another version of that, like the latest version of it. That it's this sort of, I'm reaching, I'm trying to reach out and become sort of more complete and sort of like yeah. reach out to God and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like and if you had traditional religion, it would help, it would sort of give you this framework in a traditional way, but now we don't live in a tr religious culture anymore. Like, you know, generally like we used to in the old days. 
And so now people are looking for other things like the new age stuff as a way to give them their lives structure and meaning or something. Right. right? And a lot of this stuff can be, I mean, the UFO thing, there's a lot of yeah. kind of thinking that UFOs is the same thing. That it's like, um, what's his name? Not Freud. Who's the other guy? Jung. Jung. Sorry, I couldn't remember. <laughs> Freud, the, the other, other guy. UFO specialist. <laughs> yeah, the other guy. The other guy. Uh, but Jung had a whole thing that it was all sort of like, it's all basically a religious yearning that you're having. And that, that, that's what it is. And it's a thing from the sky and stuff like that. Yeah, and that. it repeats like in different forms. It's always repeating. The archetypes are always repeating. But here's what's weird about the Akasha record is like for Jung and these other guys, like there's another realm and it's perfect and it's mental and it's ideas, but it's not every damn thing that happened in the Akashic record, it's like everything that happens is somehow recorded there. Is that yeah, the idea? Yeah, that's the idea. That's crazy. And everything I think that's going to happen and stuff like that. But what I don't understand is if I have this thing in me and it's, and it's been activated, am I now going to be psychic and things like that? That's what I don't understand. Well, it, well, it awaken depends if all you're these... a Pleiadian or yeah, Arcturian right. or uh, you know, Sirius. Or what, I guess that's what they say is like, depending on where you're from, you're going to have different superpowers or something like that. Right. So it'll awaken these different things in you and your yeah. life will be so much better. Do you feel like you're different after getting this Akashic record read? Do you feel in any way like you're a better person? <laughs> That's not going to make me feel like a better person. There's very little is going to make me feel like a better person. I, I would say at the time when, it, when she was telling me all this stuff, it was like all this stuff. Like you get your tarot cards read, you get your horoscope done. It's very like, and this is, what, this is the thing that I always say about it. Because somebody asked me after I did this, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and telling her about all this, who was very skeptical. And she was like, you've clearly lost your mind. You're completely <laughs> out of your mind. And she was like, how much of this do you believe? I've said this to you, but yeah. I said all of it. And she said, really? You literally? And I said, I don't literally know that I'm from another planet. I think the thing that I find interesting about it is it, get my, it gets my imagination going. Yeah, okay. You know, and it's like, and I find it creatively interesting. Mm. So when she told me this stuff, I got very excited because it got my imagination sparking. Yeah, yeah. You know, which all of that stuff does. Is all it the same as reading, like, not, like novel, science fiction novels or fantasy novels? That gets you, same you identify thing. with the characters. Yes. And you get your, your mind gets... Yes, yeah. that's exactly okay. what it was like. And I suppose for an actor, it's like, it's a role to step into or something. And I'm constantly looking for that kind of thing, you know? And, inspiration. Inspiration, and yeah. that's it. It's inspiring in some way that's really exciting. So I'm willing to believe it because it's giving me something useful to work with. Now that can go horribly wrong <laughs> when I can start thinking that, you know, that, 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 that uh, JFK is still alive or something right. like that is when that, that can go wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what about this? Because a lot of people who believe in the star seed, they think that they're a soul or a mind first, and then they, they basically, it, it, they inhabit a physical body and that that's fine. But the thing, the downside is a lot of them think that illnesses are just coming from the mind rather than from the body. And that uh -huh. seems dangerous because then you could be like, well, I just have to get my mind right now, get rid of this cancer well, or whatever. You there's know a lot mean? of that. But I mean, I mean, isn't Christian science all rooted in that and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, that's a similar kind of, this and is that, a, yeah, it's an old idea, but I do think that part of it might be more dangerous. That kind of psychosomatic yeah. thing and yeah. leading you astray like Although that. having said that, there's a lot of evidence on placebos that makes placebos way more effective than we thought they were. So the mind might have more role to play in medicine than we thought. 
you know, 20, 30 years ago. Right. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. But here's a question for you. Is yes. In the Akashic Record, if it tells you what your future is like, yeah. do you believe in free will? That's one question because the, the future's already done. And yeah. another question is, did they tell you how you were going to die? No, I, come on, man. I mean, really? <laughs> I, no, and I don't want to know that. I mean, you can do that with 23andMe, basically, with that genetic stuff. You do that stuff. <laughs> they project they, your death? They won't that? project your death, but, they, <laughs> but you can look at your medical history and you can look at, like, what's going to happen to you. Have you done that? Have you ever have you done the 23andMe we, thing? My brother did it, and I was like, well, he's close enough to me, so... But, but I, don't, I didn't see any better. <laughs> but apparently you can get wildly different yeah, results. Yeah, I, I should do it. Because I did it, and my brother did it, and, you know, he had... We had lots of similar things, and then I had native person of Oceania, which meant, like, I was, like, a Maori or something like that. Oh, really? Which I clearly... I don't think that's in me. And then as they refine it more, that disappeared. So th there's apparently wildly crazy results you can get and stuff like that. Um, well, that does raise an interesting question about like why this stuff is attractive because it says I'm – like I was watching all the stuff on TikTok about star seeds. They're young people and they're saying like, have you ever felt like you didn't fit in? Do you feel like people don't understand you? And then you right. realize you're yeah. an alien. Right. So it makes sense. That's why you're yes. so weird. Yes. But it's a good thing after all. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And, and clearly that resonated deeply with me. <laughs> I was like, that explains a lot. Like, I, no, it does. It does explain a lot. No, it's all this like kind of I'm a special being. Yeah. You know, Starseed. I mean, let's talk about Starseed. Did anybody watch the fucking king get crowned today? That's uh, Starseed. There's a guy who thinks he's... There's there's people who think that they've that they're that they're on Earth with a special meeting with a special mission. Did anybody watch that? Yeah. Did people watch that? You have to stay up all night or something? No, it was it? on this morning. Oh, I got up it? this morning when I was going to get on the plane. I started Do you watching. think he believes he's that special? Like I don't know. I was watching this thing and thinking, this is batshit, man. <laughs> and it was like the Archbishop of Canterbury is standing there. It was unbelievable. I caught the best part, which is when they're piling robes up. First of all, they strip him down and it looks like he's in a nightgown in his underwear. <laughs> and then they start piling and each time they put a cloak on him, it's a different thing. This is the cloak of greatness and, you know, glory. And they put it on him and he's sort of standing there. And then they put another one and they had, they had two guys to hold him up because it was really? so heavy. Yeah, and they're piling this shit on him. And then he sits down and then the guy, the Archbishop of Canterbury says this, which I thought was amazing. He goes, I, Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, <laughs> I was well, like want, Monty wanna... Python. I was like, Justin, the Archbishop of Canterbury? I was like, how the fuck is anybody keeping a straight face? It was insane. And then he's like, I give you the sword of power. And they hand him a sword. They give him spurs, and bracelets, and they keep handing him the things. And they take him away and they put him on a table. And then they bring the orb. And the, the or what's the orb about? The, what is I, he rules the world, man. It's like they give him the orb. They give him all this shit. And then they put the crown on him, and it was so hilariously like the crown is last. I'm assuming the crown is last, and literally the guy, I Justin Archbishop of Canterbury, and he's like blessing the crown, and then they literally just kind of plop it on his head, and he's sitting there not wanting the thing to fall off, and and they've given him all this shit, and then he says at one point, you know, it's all of this like you've been sent by God, the same stuff, uh -huh. like God, you you're here designated by God to, to defend the realm, still talking about that shit, the realm and everything. And, and then they said, he said, may you live forever. Really? 
Long live the king, I guess. Is what not even long live the king. May you, may you live forever. <laughs> which is even more fucked up. I'm like, can you imagine like having a job where that's what people do? Like, I can't imagine. I mean, it kind of happens in my job. May you but live it's forever. Like, can I imagine some studio heads like, we're really, really happy to have you on board with the project. And may you live forever. Yeah. My, my students say that to me all the time. Yeah, After just, class, may you live forever. May you live forever. But I yeah. thought, how... Is this guy not more crazy? How are those people not more crazy? Yeah, that would fuck you up. All that power, like, would just... I would think yeah. so. Well, you see him every once in a while, like, forget the cameras are on him, and he does shit that looks like, you know, like, she's <laughs> servants, you know? Yeah, does, well, well, yeah, the whole thing happened with the pen, and he yeah, got really pissed yeah, off. Yeah, it looks bad. But, I mean, I was a little bit like, guys, the king needs a pen. Like, give the king a pen that works. <laughs> you were on his side? Yeah, yes, I was, I was on his side. I mean, it's not great that he's yelling at people, You're but I was a little to... bit like, guys, he's signing the king thing. You got to give him a pen. You're supposed it's to like be a man of the people. Died. You got to give him Look the fucking pen that works. The, uh, just, look at this. Can you imagine he's going to sit there on the Magna Carta, like, making sure the pen works? Like, <laughs> God damn it. It's like scribbling on the fucking thing. We'll be right back. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, more chinwag. I actually think this is, a, you know, for an American to say this is, is weird, but I actually think for an the American. monarchy is not such a bad idea. Now, here's wow. why. Uh-oh. Because, you, okay, well, hear me wow. out. Oh, oh, wow. We're in Denver, man. <laughs> Jesus. So hold no on. Fucking. Hear me out, though. <laughs> you, you, every four years, we elect some fresh asshole to rule the country, and half the country okay. hates him. And what, but what's great about the monarchy is that there's somebody who's technically not political and like prime ministers come and go. Those guys are jokers, just like our presidents, but there's at least <laughs> one person that's like represents the country. And they're not jokers. Well, they're okay. never jokers. They, at least yeah. they're quiet about politics. So you're saying like in an imagined, yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be quiet about politics. He's supposed to be quiet about politics. Yeah, right he's now. not. That's true. But the well, queen he hasn't was. been. Now I think he's going to have to be. Yeah, the queen was quiet. Yes, she was. Politics. What's that? Well, colonialism. Well, I'm not of course, yes. colonialism. Then there's colonialism. Yeah. Yes. Then there's we'll colonialism. Throw that on. We're yeah, putting that. that. We're putting that aside right <laughs> yeah. now, and we're just saying kings and stuff like that. No, but I know. I think this is interesting because I, uh, I, I, I essayed the role of an American president. Like one of the worst ones we've ever had. I played John Adams, and he and I found yes. out that he actually thought indeed that for John Adams, big John Adams, everybody, oh. yes, John. Adams, no, you were awesome. God bless his soul. God bless his soul. <laughs> what a great man! What a great man. He um he actually thought 
there was a whole debate about when Washington was was elected. What were we, maybe before he was elected, maybe before the election. I can't remember. It was a whole debate about what are we going to call this guy? Oh. Like, what are we going to? We have this new form of government. We have this unprecedented thing going on. We're going to have this fucking guy, and we don't know what to call him. You know, like so. I don't think president was not the first thing, and that, so they were bouncing. You know, they were all they were spitballing ideas in Congress. <laughs> yeah, they're all sitting around just bouncing things off of each other. And um, and Adams proposed uh, His Majesty and oh. King George Washington because he <laughs> thought <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but because he thought people weren't going to be able to deal with the, with the violence of the trans transition oh. suddenly going from, we had this King and now we have some fucking oh. guy. We don't know what to call him. Yeah. And like, but, but to keep the idea, but also to keep the mystique of power so that people will still feel that there is greatness there and that we don't want the, the, our ruler to be too accessible. We don't want to feel like he's too much down at our level. Um, so you can't call him just Mr. George Washington or something. So like how that. did they decide on president? What was the... Uh, that I don't remember. Oh. I only got so far in the show and I don't remember. It was just 10 parts. <laughs> it, was, like, it, was it was just 10 parts. Like, yeah. I got, Steve, I got my lines. I said my fucking lines. I don't know. <laughs> one, you know one thing that I Anything thought... more. I'm not a historian, Steve. <laughs> just an actor. They one tell me what I... to say. <laughs> I don't know, but it, clearly he was shouted down and everybody he thought it was a stupid down. idea. Like everything. But the guy one thing you proposed. told me, which I, I, I was stuck with me was really cool is that when you went to play him you had to think about like how do i render the character and then you saw like his like diary of medical complaints and you were like ah now i understand how to somebody had put together a whole list of they took from every letter he wrote to his wife i think uh, every time he mentioned his health, and it was just endless. It was just like my feet ache, I have diarrhea, I have a migraine, I can't see, my teeth hurt, my gums are bleeding. It's just like I'm farting nonstop, I can't get out of bed. But it was it was pages of this. I was like, holy shit! I was like, I think I know who this guy is. I think he was the biggest pain in the ass in Congress. He was just constantly feeling. But I think those people were unwell a lot i mean yeah. i think that they were bowels were erect i think their bowels were erect i i think i think that they were just in terrible shape and but compared to like contemporary teeth were falling out and they were they were, they were in, and he would be very old too so it was like un, kind of unprecedented how old oh, he was that's true to be like 90 so he was really falling apart it's kind of crazy but they they were all people who had done things in life they were all like skilled at stuff like you know, Jefferson was a good scientist. Franklin also was a good scientist. All these people were so different from our contemporary politicians who don't seem to have like skills. Any particular skills? Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> not now they, they don't. What's <clears throat> Any that? Skills. Any skills. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, and, and, but the freakish thing is that the, it, it, the thing I always think about them is that like it's just bizarre. Talk about again about like Starseed. Like, how did it happen that those, that group of guys happened to be in this essentially like total backwater place? I mean, this was like the ass end of beyond. Not, not Denver. Not Denver. <laughs> not I'm talking Denver, about no, New England. New England <laughs> New was England. the ass end of beyond. It still is. Connecticut and stuff like that. You know, I'm from Connecticut. So, so I so can. you can unload. I can unload Connecticut. on Connecticut. But, but it was a backwater, you know, and suddenly you had all these weird geniuses here. The so it is. 
yeah, it's weird, and it is sort of like something uncanny is happening. The, the other thing that they, the star seed thing is supposed to explain is like you ever see these kids who like they're three and four and they can right. they can paint like you know Van yeah. Gogh and play piano like Mozart. And so some people were suggesting that these prodigy kids might be some of these star seed. That's one theory. Wouldn't that just be any genius kid, though? I mean, like, yeah. so was Mozart a starseed? I think that's the idea. And oh, they so think all of she, these people yeah, are starseed. Jesus seed. was a starseed, and Buddha was a starseed. Oh, really? Yeah. The, any standout, they think. Oh, is that's a, interesting. So it's almost like, that's so, is there some notion that, like, they're almost like angels or something? So, again, like, not Freud, Young, like, they has <laughs> this idea that, like, at one time, we would have called these people angels, but now we call them aliens. Yes. Because it's we've moved through time, and we no longer really believe in angels so much, and now we've, we say they're aliens. But they have like some of the same properties. They have powers that you and I don't have. They're good. They're inspirational. And they prove that you're not alone. Like That's what this guy, Jacques Vallée, who is a UFO expert, Paul and I are sort of fans of moderately, uh, he <laughs> thinks that... Uh, that aliens are popular because human beings feel kind of lonely as a species. Ah. We don't have like a, we have dogs and cats as companions, but we don't have people that are like, Oh, so we want to feel like we're somebody's dog. <laughs> well, I think no, that's, seriously. We want to no, We want to feel somebody is sort of paternalistic towards I think us the, like that. The, the, the masochists among us do the rest of us want some kind of equal, some kind of peer. Of, of oh. intellect, you know. Oh, so that they're like at our level. We're we're yeah. so sophisticated, and these are the other people who are sophisticated as sophisticated as we are. But but way. if an alien got here, they would clearly be way more sophisticated than us because they got here. So that's true. Have you ever known anybody who's like seen a UFO or anything like that? Or I've has been seen, ever like had any kind of encounter like that. I I know people that have seen weird stuff, but not so compelling that they were like, "There's no other explanation." How about you? I, I knew, I mean, I lived in Seattle for a while, which should say it all, because right there, there were a lot of people who thought a lot of weird things had happened to them in Seattle. And I did know a guy who was interesting. He, he claimed to be in contact with these sort of entities. I wonder if he would have said that he was starseed. He might now probably say this, but that he communicated with these entities, but it was only when he was taking a bath. <laughs> it was only when he was in the bath for some reason. And he really? would, yeah, and he would have contact with these things. He would go into these kinds of trance states and stuff like that. If, and, and, and he would paint them and stuff, and they were remarkable. And that was interesting, but it didn't seem, it seemed different to me somehow. It was, it was religious, it felt like to me too, yeah. this guy. <clears throat> I don't know why the bath was connected to it. But well, it was like, like, you, there are these, like, uh, they call them hypnagogia, hypnagogic states, where, like, when before you're, falling asleep and you're not quite awake and you're in between like these liminal states. Yeah. And I think like taking a bath is kind of, well, it's not quite there, but <laughs> it's an in-between you know state. I mean? You're super relaxed. Yeah. You start spacing out in the bath. In fact, uh, uh, Woody Allen said all of his great ideas came to him in the shower. Really? Yeah. You know, I heard an actually really interesting story about Salvador Dali recently. Uh, the great painter Salvador oh, yes. Dali. Did you hear that he would, to, to get his ideas, he would, let himself sort of fall into that that weird between state where you're not quite awake and you're just about to fall asleep when you have just really weird shit you start thinking you know but he held a spoon in his hand so that he would just as he was falling asleep he would drop the spoon 
and he would wake him up, and then he would start painting. And he would do it again, or he would like he would it would he would just go right to painting because whatever the hell he had just seen, he would start he would start painting. So you would have like unique visions in that weird state of consciousness. I have weird visions in that state of consciousness. Do you not? Don't you like yeah, right as you're about to fall asleep? Don't you have those yeah. super weird? Like that's always the time when I'm like, ah, when I like jerk awake <laughs> or something like that. When you have those really strange moments. But do you Will ever you, like use that kind of like he did it for painting and people do it for music all the time. But as an actor, do you ever like use this weird, these altered states of consciousness as a way to get like ideas about the character? Are you or asking that, me if I'm high when and, I work? Well, I I was implying, <laughs> you know. Uh I don't know. I mean, it's like it's almost like in some ways ideally, like you're when you're acting, you're supposed to go into some you ideally should, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's the whole sort of methody thing says that you should be going into some other state of being. You, know, you should become this other person. Does that happen for you? I don't think I've ever really felt that way, except maybe once or twice that I had entirely kind of forgotten who I was and stuff like that. Maybe once or twice. And then when you're on stage, I think I've had more so than film feelings of ecstasy ecstatic yeah. things where you have that flow state thing that people yeah. talk about. And I used to say it felt like I had a million eyes and a million hands and I couldn't do anything wrong. I could see everything and I could, and you you're have those zone. moments. Yeah, you're in the zone. And that sort of feels like, and then anything can happen and nothing you do is wrong. You know, you, can, you can't make a wrong move, which are, is an amazing thing. Are, uh, are other people on stage or on the set in the zone with you? Or, you know what I mean? Like, does it feel like it's a collective I think, thing? I think it does have to feel like the other people are too, which is cool. That's a cool thing that you're saying because it's like, it is a collaborative thing. And so I don't know that you end up feeling it alone. And I also think it's the audience too. Uh, it's all of that energetic stuff contributing at once to make something feel like it's starting to really spin like a top. And it's everything. It's not just you. I don't think it would just happen to you. You know, although I suppose if you were doing a solo thing or something like that, yeah, it could happen. And it happens to uh, like jazz musicians all the time too, I think. Like, uh, yeah. And I, I think that uh, the ancient Greeks had this idea that what's happening to you then is that the muse is actually possessing you. So it's a positive possession. Right. And that's the starseed thing again. Yes, see, exactly. did, 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 see that? Back to the I came seat. back to starseed, man. <laughs> yeah. I got it back to starseed because it's like benevolent possession. Yes. It's a good kind of possession. And it's not uh, demonic, but but so what explains demonic stuff? What's demonic possession? Are there negative starseed people? Are yes, there, there like, are. Oh, there are? Yeah, there's three categories. <laughs> One is the refugee. This is the uh, alien from another planet who is being hunted and needs to come to your body to survive. Wow. Then there's the uh, helper who wants to come and just help humanity. And then the third is the colonialist, oh. the, the one who's coming to sort of possibly take over the earth. So there is a ne'er-do-well. Oh, so there are sort yeah. of demonic forces, yeah. and that explains like all of the demonic possession. I think that's, And stuff yeah. like that. The I don't feel, is that still, do we still have exorcists and stuff in the, in the Vatican? Do they still do that? They do. There's still guys who like... Yeah. That's so it's crazy. rare, and it's kind of quiet, but yeah, it still happens. So there's a guy who becomes a priest, and he's like, I I'm going to get on the exorcism track. <laughs> is there? Is, yeah, there, is a, that what happens? Is there some guy who just goes, I think I got a gift for this thing. I think I, I, think I, I, think I know exactly what I'm doing here with the cross and the water <laughs> and the whole thing. I mean, it's weird. So somebody seems to have a propensity for that, and then they just enter that realm. Yeah. I think in the old days it was like, how well can you torture somebody? Okay. You have the job, but now it's like, <laughs> uh, 
it, now it's <laughs> like they probably have a, a like a, set, a sixth sense, and then somebody recognizes that in them, and they go, "That person would be good for exercise." They would think, and this person has a has an ability to suss out yeah. evil star seed. Yeah, this this particular priest. Yeah. Do they still do? When's the last time they canonized a saint? Did they do John Paul the second? Was he uh, a saint? They're working on it, right? No, they did him. Okay. But that's a whole thing, right? I mean, they have to go yeah. through a whole, like, rigorous thing of, like, proving... They have to be able to prove, like, that there was a miracle, right? And there's, like, what, witnesses. I think you have to have several miracles. Several like, Yeah. How, see, how different is that from the starseed thing? It's just a... The starseed thing is just a New Age version of the religious impulse that some people are special and better and higher. Uh -huh. And you want to aspire to be them or something. Uh-huh. But that's you. You can be your better self. Well, that's it. Yeah, you like, you know, it's it's you, which means you you feel special, and you've been weird all your life, and now you have new direction. <laughs> it's not it's not channeling though. That's a different thing, right? Channeling's a different thing. And again, like I feel like. People don't channel anymore. Like that was <laughs> the seventies. That was like the seventies and the eighties. The eighties was like Ramtha was like big in the eighties, right? Need more channeling, yeah. Yeah, I think Ramtha is still around. Do you remember Ramtha? Does anybody remember Ramtha? Was this woman? I mean, I think she still does it out in. Oh, did I just get a signal there to shut up? Okay, great. Don't talk um, about Ramtha. <laughs> I started talking about Ramtha and they cut me off. Um, Ramtha, I think, is still around. But Ramtha was this. She would channel stuff she would channel this i am ramtha thing and and but what's weird to me is how that like it's like faddish trendy and like why is it why is something like like trendy at some point and then it's not is really strange to me like what was it about the 80s that was like we need ramtha now you know it's like it's that's so strange it's a response to like what the dominant culture is doing so i noticed a lot of young people online uh, doing the starseed thing and they feel like after COVID they feel sort of, and they don't have the traditional, you know, sense of meaning. And there's a crisis of loneliness in the country. And then somebody says, you know what, you're, you're an alien. Right. And then they're like, yeah, that makes sense out of all this shit we just been through. Yes. Now it does. Out. It does. It does to me. It, it makes sense to me. Are, are we taking questions? Is that the idea? Yeah, I think we Am I correct about minutes. that. Okay. But yes, I got to say are. one thing though on, okay. I, I think, just one last thing on this is uh, I like this idea of the star seeds and the I'm an alien or whatever, but because I think it's a way people can organize like their their hopes and dreams. It's, it gives them structure. But I think the evidence for it is the same as the evidence for me being from Krypton uh -huh. and my father being Jorel. Like it's in the this same – yeah. <laughs> like it's the same kind of stuff. Like I – I find it very hard to believe this stuff, but I do, I respect the people who go for it because they, it's their. No, I can't, I get it. No, I understand that, that it, yeah, I agree with you. But, and, but as I was saying, like the thing to me is that it's, I suppose that's what you're saying. I mean, the imaginative inspiration of it seems like a really useful yeah. thing. It can be a really useful thing. I think that's awesome. We'll be right back after this important word from our sponsor. And we're back with more Chinwag. I think we're going to take questions. Uh-huh. There anybody? Anybody? Nobody. So you got to go up to the microphone? You got to go to the, the microphone, idea? I think. You do you really or do you have to? People? You have to. Uh-oh. She's going to start berating us. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, I have a question about the dark forest theory and how it relates to the star seed theory. So the dark forest theory being that no alien life is going to expose itself out of fear of being 
wiped out. So in does the star seed theory, because this is new for me, does the star seed theory undermine the dark force theory? Yeah, the, do you know this theory? No, I don't. I've never heard of this. What is this? It's like a way it's a good that, book, too. This, it's like sort it's of like book? a Fermi, Fermi paradox. You're thinking about the Zixin yeah. Liu? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Fermi pot paradox is that you you know this one. Like, if there's if life is so <laughs> I inevitable. Don't, I don't know the Fermi well, paradox. Well, I'm an actor, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I reiterate again, I'm not a historian. I'm not a physicist. I'm just an actor, Steve. <laughs> So anyway, the Fermi paradox is why if if life is so inevitable, then why aren't we? Why haven't we seen the aliens yet? Uh -huh. Why have they not visited? Uh -huh. It's this it's this gap. And so the one theory is well, what you want to do is lay low because most of your encounters with aliens would be threatening and possibly annihilate you. Uh -huh. So the idea is if you're in a forest that's dark, keep quiet and hidden. And so that's one theory about why we're not seeing them. Was They're that, hiding. They, the aliens are We hiding. are too, especially because, you know, we've only had technology for 200 years, computers, Yeah, 80, the, Stephen years. Hawking said we should quiet down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I, like, I'm with him, man. Yeah, stop putting out electromagnetic. Oh, stop I'm trying true. to contact. I, I yeah. truly like, Shut up and yeah. stop right. Yeah. Stop calling And me. there's a lot of satellites yeah. out there that might make it difficult for us to leave our own orbit. I mean, this is actual science, but... That's anyway. That's anyway. interesting. Yeah, yeah, what do you think about that? It does seem theory. to sort of undermine it if it's yeah. just like everybody's now a freaking alien. That's kind yeah, of like we're all not kind of exposing quiet. ourselves. Let's yeah. make it a lot of noise. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. everybody be quiet. Well, you're looking for logical coherence where there may not be any. <laughs> you know? A whole lot, yeah. But there, there, I think the idea is that you um, – these aliens can travel faster than light because they have astral bodies or something. So th there's all – yeah, I mean there's a kind of – a lot of – well, there's just a lot of potential for much more advanced species or, yeah, life than we are. So, Although yeah. Jesus was pretty cool and yeah. so yeah. were some of, you know, Einstein. I'd like to take the optimistic view, you know, I think. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good, good question. Yeah, excellent question. I'd not heard of that theory before. Oh, here we go. Uh, to tag along to that question a little bit more, it's uh, what do you guys believe in dream state and connect connecting to extraterrestrials, especially now looking at Brazilian Air for uh, Brazilian uh, Area Fifty One, where uh, the Air Force guy ended up picking up the extraterrestrial body and found up being dead. Uh, just found out this from what's the guy from NASA told me the story a couple days ago. Uh, so, what are you guys' feelings about hitting up the dream world and actually connecting to the aliens? <laughs> well, this is all you, man. No, no, no. Hang on. <clears throat> Hang on, sir. Sorry. Uh, hold on, back. sir. Um, so, so this sounds like it's a, a, a multi-part question. Always. Um, you're asking me about dream state as a means of communicating with the yep. aliens? Yeah. What do I think about that? Yeah. I think that makes some sense. You're welcome. And actually, I knew that. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Thanks for coming. Um, I think... I actually, I actually used to dream quite a bit about aliens, and had a and had a friend uh, at one time who thought that I was probably being abducted. I don't think I was, but I do think sure it makes. I, I happen to think that the dream state allows us to do all kinds of communication and moving around in different realms. But I don't. What Brazilian Air, Area Fifty One? Yeah, it's a really fascinating story. So Brazilian Air, Air Force Fifty One said recently enough. The stories are coming out right now that uh uh. Somebody in the military found an extraterrestrial and then picking up, picking them up, bringing them back, trying to heal them and trying to, to nurse them back to health. But within a day, um, because of the contact, somehow he gained an infection that killed him. Oh, yeah. This happened in Brazil. Brazil. Well, 
There you go. Don't 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 take a flight in a UFO. You're going to catch something you don't want to bring back to Earth. I hadn't heard that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you hear a lot of this stuff. So talk talk about the dream set again and talking the Costa record. Uh, what are those some of the um, signs that really made you feel like that you touched it and you know that you had that sense? Just coming from even myself trying to figure that out. In, in, in terms of dreaming about the aliens, the Akasha well, like record, dreaming your future or like dreaming your story or knowing your story itself and then watching it play out. Oh well, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, when I when I when I talk about the sort of inspiration thing, I think that's what I mean. You know, what I mean that it's like that's what I'm talking about. That somehow it gets a kind of creative, imaginative side of me going, and that's what's making even further contact. You know what I mean? It, it's it's not so much that I think I'm literally realizing that I, oh yeah, right, I am from Arcturus. It's just that it's it's expanding my mind imaginatively somehow that so that I can be a more expansive thinker, I think in general, if that makes any sense. It uh, probably doesn't. I think you'll appreciate this comment, but you're giving okay. me the same energy as Roddy Piper right now. What's that? You're giving me the same energy as Roddy, the Rod Roddy Piper. Rowdy right Roddy now. Piper? Yeah, I'm rest in peace. Across like Rowdy Roddy Piper? Rest in peace, yeah. You know. Right on. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> cool, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. I've come across the same energy as Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> I've always said that about you. I've That's met awesome. him and I don't get it. I'm sorry. No, I do. Though. I, I get it. You do it? Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, good more shirt. Like, more like the Hulk. That's a nice shirt. <laughs> Thank you. I wore this for you. That, I had a feeling it did. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go to dreams. Uh -huh. Okay. So um, in the in the 70s, I taught at a free school and it was a bunch of hippie, the children of hippies, uh, half hippies, half. So it was like the mother became a banker and the father became, <laughs> you know, like a spiritual guy who studied the Bhagavad Gita, right? So I had uh -huh. this student uh -huh. named Cappy. She was so amazing and she was an artist. And her mother was the banker. Her father was, you know, like a guru who read the Bhagavad Gita. So this was her life, right? Yeah. So she came in one day and she said to me, um, Eileen, um, do people in your dreams have minds of their own? Uh -huh. So I went... <laughs> You know, she's in fifth grade. Yeah. So I went, geez, I don't, I don't even know what to say to this job. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You know? So that's like, really I go, like, yeah. So wow. I go, why would you say that? And she yeah. said, well, I had this dream last night, and there were people in it, and they were doing things I didn't like, and I tried to talk them out of it, and they wouldn't listen. Huh. So it was like they had minds of their own. Uh -huh. And <laughs> so I said, honey, I, I have no answer for this. I, you know, you got to just realize that adults don't have the answers and I'm hardly an adult. I was like right. 20. We've gone recess now. We yeah. Recess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so then I started to realize that she was, she would draw all these things, you uh -huh. know, she would draw um, uh, somebody like a goat, uh, <laughs> a goat dancing and out of his, and playing a flute and the, the music was a, was a rainbow. Uh -huh. And so I, I started to like get more into it and I realized it was the Bhagavad Gita that she had been uh, reading this. Uh -huh. So I just think your original context of, I think that it all goes back to yeah. and, and the fact that people are looking for meaning. I mean, she yeah. really was, I think, just looking for meaning. Totally. About, yeah, Do you think so. she was somehow absorbing the Bhagavad Gita? A lot of this is going on. Like we are absorbing things in the culture all around us and then we don't realize we're doing it. There's a really famous yeah. case. Paul and I are sort of interested in the 
case of Barney and Betty Hill, who were one of the first supposed uh, abductees. Mm -hmm. And they were taken up in a a UFO and then they were returned and they discovered this in hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And they asked Barney, I don't know if you know the story, to draw what he saw. And he drew what was was like a sketch of like the gray. Yeah, yeah. And it was like he was under hypnosis when he did it. And so, but then what they, some skeptics have noticed that at the time when Barney was doing this under hypnosis, the outer limits was on TV and it was showing He'd seen something very similar. Yeah, and then yeah. Invasion yeah. from Mars is like from 1953 and that was yeah. on TV. And so yeah. the idea is you're absorbing it and then you don't, it's not like you're tricking anybody. Right. You're just, it's part of your mental furniture Yeah, and you don't know. Exactly. The interesting thing, though, is having a mind of your own in the dreams is really kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And that goes to the thing that I'm convinced that the people I see in my dreams who I don't know who they are are, are real people. And I'm intersecting. That's a cool idea, dreams. actually. Yeah, I, I think that. Have you ever uh, seen anybody in real life and you're like, I saw you in my dream? <laughs> I don't think so, no. I don't think that that's ever happened. But I, def- I definitely have had feelings that I'm like, oh, we're dreaming at the same time and I'm seeing you in my dream. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh. Well, I'll start by saying that everything I know about starseeds I learned from TikTok. Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah. I had a, <clears throat> a really good TikTok <laughs> rabbit hole. TikTok. <laughs> hit a really good TikTok rabbit hole at one point around the starseed situation. Really? Yeah. And, um, and it's interesting. I have a kid who, when he was two, um, learned... Um, Thomas the Train song in Japanese cool. and uh-huh. told me he was from Japan uh-huh. and that he remembered it and he described it to me. Uh-huh. And and I was like, that is weird. And how old is he now? He's now 16. Does he remember any of that stuff? He does. He says He's, he was joking. And I was like, you were too. So I'm not he was sure. joking. That's awesome. I'm not sure. But I have video of him singing. Uh-huh. Um, Thomas the Train in Japanese. And you don't know where he got that from. Has and always had a... Hum- he is a six-foot-tall redhead. Uh, yes. And he has this huge affinity for Japan. Uh-huh. He's learning Japanese. Interesting. He cannot wait to go there. Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. trips planned. So, but, but it's so, nothing that we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like a classic. Where is that? Is it the University of Virginia where they have the people who are researching all the reincarnation stuff? Yeah, it is. There's a whole whole center at the University of Virginia that very seriously studying reincarnation and particularly studying children. And that's like a classic... Like yeah. a classic scenario for it sounds like one of their case studies entirely. Well, it's really that a kid suddenly starts speaking a language yeah. they don't know and says, you yeah. know, that's and you get your kid spectrum. checked out by the University of Virginia. <laughs> yeah. take him I'll the, take him immediately. Take, yeah, get he's him there all, ASAP. He's, a, he's also on Spectrum, so uh-huh. it's a really interesting thing because he'll shut that down too. I as my child, um, he does sometimes will shut that down. And I remember looking at him and being really open to saying, well, what is this? Like, let's talk about it. And he, he will shut it down. Uh, And so I don't know if he's a great study for some. Yeah, right. He might, yeah. Um, But but it was a bizarre, it was just an interesting thing. And I just think this idea, or at least the, really the big push on TikTok was sort of like the awakening is happening now. Well, because I hope we they go into it. fields like petroleum engineering and, you know, <laughs> climate change and stuff yeah. because yeah. that's where that's they're That's the needed, idea, you know, yeah. Like they hopefully. end up being great scientists, yeah. that's awesome. I don't know whether – I the way I saw it is more – it's a little bit more like people interested in <laughs> astrology. I know we got we to <laughs> get shut up. I think yeah. a lot of people are using these ideas as a way to navigate their own romantic lives, their relationships, real mm-hmm. personal kind of stuff. But I get what you're saying. It's yeah, yeah. 
it's definitely hot right now because of climate. Absolutely. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We, Thank we, yeah. you, everybody. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Chinwag. And of course, if you like what we're doing, and even if you don't, especially if you don't, you know, I like a little lively debate. I'd like to get into it with you people. How about you write to us? Because <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Post all your burning questions in the comments. If you have a topic you want us to cover and it's strange enough, then maybe we'll talk about it here on this very podcast. And please make sure you rate us and leave a review and then share us with your friends. Why not? <laughs>